This week in league, unwanted rabbito James Roberts looks for a new home at Parramatta after discovering he does fewer drugs than their current centre. Yearie of Cleary prophecy fulfilled as Ivan wins coach of the year. The Dally M set to be renamed the David Ends as criteria for winning is apparently to be the best performer in a garbage team. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for the 2020 NRL Grand Final. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 373 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. What's happening, man? Mate. What a week. You should be having the fucking... You should be having like one of the greatest weeks of your life. Yes, I am. I don't feel like you are, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? I, I don't know. I just... I feel I feel like you just... You, you, you're, like, you, you're too focused on your hashtag to really enjoy what's going on. Oh, enjoy. man. I mean, admittedly, look, I mean, I will concede there's a lot of enjoyment that's been sucked out of the week due to the fact that, you know, you can't fucking go down... Well, you can, but you know it's extremely costly and in time yeah. and money to to do so. I, I said this to you before. I have had COVID relatively easy compared to a great swath of the population, mm-hmm. um, and and the the issues that I have are annoyances, not ultimate actual first cuntings. world problem. You know, so yeah. yeah, Penrith make the grand final, and it's the year that I can't go to Sydney. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, little things like that yeah. but man I'm loving every minute of this the team has more than lived up to to not only expectations but well I mean exceeded them by far I yeah exactly yeah. so yeah, the the fact that everyone in that team seems to be there for the team you know you've got a lot of other clubs at the moment with talk of people coming off contract and yeah, wanting yeah. to go to this and they're their cunt agents are, are leaking that oh there's other clubs are circling yeah other clubs are circling to be to be fair though, I think that sort of talk happens after the game's finished as well like I mean like it's a, oh, as yeah. far as distraction free lead ups to game like you'd you'd be crazy to try and pull that shit you know like before the game or we'll tell that to Jerome Hughes well I mean he's manager anyway exactly that yeah. you know? but having said that I don't think there's even anything to the Jerome Hughes thing either it's just a no you know. And and I guess you know, maybe it's a COVID thing, but there's just doesn't seem to be as much, I don't know, fanfare or like you know, you know, like the the festivities around it are just very um, very much diluted. I think this year, obviously, they can't do a lot of you know, they probably can't do like the the breakfasts and the no, they can't all that sort of thing. But, um, um, player appearances are are reduced, obviously. Yep, you know, yep. there's not as much interaction. Yep. Um, they can't have people in the same place at the same time. Which, to be honest, for the actual com- teams competing, and it's fucking the, the, literally the best case scenario. Yeah, program. that's it. Like zero distraction week is great. Yeah, spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm enjoying being a part of a, the community, the small community of great Panthers fans. Yeah, majority of which whom reside in our Facebook group. Yeah, how many? Just just <clears> as but, a related question to that though, how many fans? Of te- this is this is this is a question for every single listener. How many fans of a team doesn't matter who you go for, who who hand on their heart can say that they love their fucking fan base? Yeah, no one, <laughs> no one. Yeah, no, I fucking hate manly fans. And but here's the, the exception of about fucking four or five people. Yeah, it 
it also and even the ones I like, down. I mean, on social media though, they they drive me fucking crazy with the shit they carry on with. <laughs> but there's also that common denominator of it's things like refs fault refs faulting beyond the. Well, thing I mean, of- your 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 team actually invent, <coughs> invented the, as a concept, I believe. I don't think I don't think anyone was unhappy with the referee's performance. Oh yeah, before what's, your mate. What's the line from the world's worst Batman franchise? You you were only raised in refs faulting. Oh yeah, yeah. I was conceived. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Mold, molded, molded it, you know. <laughs> My mother was raped by Bernard Sutton. <laughs> I am ref's fault. <laughs> yeah. Does yeah. that explain that guy? Oh, I don't know. I don't really want to get into it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Just one for the real ones. <laughs> Just saying. Ref's faulting originated. Fuck yeah. In the, in, the, in, in the Penrith, in the foot of the Blue Mountains. Yes, it did. <laughs> um, then that's an indisputable fact. Mm. Um, but yeah. Um, look, let's let's start talking about the, the news. The Dally M's took place earlier in the week. And uh, it wasn't exactly a thrilling Dally M count, given, the, given what transpired before the, before the uh, ceremony went to air. Yep. But uh, Jack Whiten has won the 2020 Dally M medal. Narrowly defeating Clint Gutherson and Nathan Cleary, and uh, he polled twenty six votes, one ahead of Gutherson, two ahead of Cleary, and uh, becoming the first Raiders player to win the Daly M Medal since Laurie Daly in nineteen ninety five. Um, a great year, a great couple of years for Jack White, to be honest. Um, one of the exclusive club of you know Clive Churchill winners in a losing side in the grand final last year. Yep, uh, Daly M this year, he's fucking killing it, and. Um, the leaderboard of the notables was uh, Whiten on 26, Gutherson on 25, Cleary 24, Cameron Smith 22, Keary and Johnson on 18, Reynolds and Luai on 17, and Caelan Ponger 16. Um, other awards, uh, as you've mentioned at the top of the show, Ivan Cleary, Coach of the Year, uh, two of Arsashet, Captain of the Year. I can deal with that. Fucking oath, I can. Um, rookie of the Year, Harry Grant. I think that's almost indisputable as well. Who else was in that? Oh, fuck, you would have had some, wouldn't you? Oh, when they thrown up like a Crichton or a fucking yeah, you know, okay, I guess yeah. surely. But yeah. again, you know, yeah. the only shining light on I mean, an absolute fucking garbage side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, the Ali Brigginshaw with the Women's Player of the Year. Uh, the uh, Peter Frilingos headline moment of the year was Project Apollo. Fair enough, I suppose. Mm. Um, the Spirit of the Game Award, Proven Summon Spirit of the Game Award to the New Zealand Warriors. Another great great cho- choice, I think. Yes. Uh, Katoni Staggs with the try of the year uh, versus the Dragons in round 15. I thought I thought Katoni Staggs try of the year was his attempt to get a fucking heart on banging that fucking bleach blonde fucking cyber terrorist. <laughs> I mean, she was like a, like a, a fat chick five. Not even. I called her. An, I called her an egong. It's like an internet dugong. <laughs> the egong. The egong. Um, and not like that's not a throw on egon Spangler. God rest his soul. Yeah, I was, that, when at first I was like, oh, what is she got? Like, you know, covered in like protoplasm or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was after fucking Katoni gave her fucking ten seconds of his best work. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, and tackle of the year. Uh, Josh Papali's ankle tap on Jamal Fogarty against the Titans in round 15, which I thought is actually it was a, a pretty 
it's really hard with the tackle of the year thing. It was a year that was almost completely devoid of like, you know, massive hits. Like the yeah. sort of shit that Tafu would, you know, you'd expect, uh, he didn't really do any of that this year. And, um, and so, yeah, look, I'm happy to give it to the big man, never giving up, you know, never giving up and, uh, and tracking down a small guy who he had yes. absolutely no fucking business catching up to. Like yes. Line stopping. Now, I was mentioning that the Daily M Awards, the the result wasn't exactly a surprise because the Daily Telegraph published the results hours before the official announcement, and this was pushed out. Um, they, they pushed it out on their website, and which also pushed out onto you know the social media accounts of like you know Buzz Rothfield, for yep. example. And uh, at first, I was like, "Hmm, I guess it could be legit." Wonder if I can go put a bet on. No, it's all spend. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um and so yeah, they they're they're characterizing it as a production error and uh an accident and they're very sorry and blah 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 blah. And Whiten said that the players were unaware of the leak because halfway through the, the, the uh proceedings they came through and took all the players' phones. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't think okay. so uh which explains why they were sort of you know why they looked surprised, like genuinely surprised when it all went down. Um, now the, uh, the fucking Dally M's, everyone complains every year about the result. And you know what? It is never, ever going to be sold, solved in the current format. I no. mean, at, at the moment, the Dally M's are, are a three, two, one, uh, based uh, you know, on, on, on each match. And under that system, it's impossible to truly come to an agreement as to who the the best player of the year was, Correct. I mean, you get so, you get sides like the, the sides like the Panthers. Uh, I mean, Cleary had a good year. Fucking mm-hmm. Luai had an understated great year, mm-hmm. and the fact that Luai finished what fucking about fifth or sixth or something. But I mean, he had seventeen points, of which a certain a certain percentage Look, of those would have been cannibalized off Cleary that's it you know which would have prevented him from from you know getting yeah. the ultimate and again Luai didn't play the full year yeah Burton was in that position for a, it was only a, a couple of weeks though, wasn't a good it? chunk at the beginning yeah um it but it's the same thing like you know if if DC and Turbo are playing at the same time total cannibalization of points which is really is it's just astonishing that Cameron Smith won last year and polled very high again this year because he's in a similar, I mean, he has been in a similar situation, probably less so the last couple of years. But you know, for those guys, like for you know, when it's Slater versus Cronk versus fucking Smith for Adalium, yeah, game on, game in, game out, correct. Those guys are cannibalizing points off each other. Whereas, you know. whereas at the moment he's in that fortuitous position where he's the last big name left. Yeah, and so every Storm win, his involvement is probably a little overstated. Mm. When this year, and this was a surprise to me, but in those matches where they didn't have him, I remember in the previews, we went in and went, well, you know, it's Melbourne and no Cameron Smith, so that means they're going to be well below yep. where they need to be. Yep. The machine rolled on, probably yep. better than it ever has without yep. a member of the big three there. Admittedly, they do have the, the, the greatest fucking hooker depth probably in the history of rugby league yeah, at true. the moment. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, assuming that even though Harry Grant wasn't there, I mean, he was on, he was on their books. You know, like that's, I mean, there's, there's three legitimate starting yes. hookers in the one club, which yeah, is fucking crazy. Um, 
that's the first issue with the Dalliums, of course. The second issue is you've got the the Gronks that are actually assigning the three two ones, and you know, with the whole last year was it with the whole Ruin Sims business didn't watch like the game. didn't watch the game. Yeah. So how often is that happening? How qualified are the people assessing it? Yeah. And now there's a talk of rectifying the issue with the three two one and the cannibalization of points is by grading all the players in a game on a on a score of one to ten. Great in theory, but who is assigning the, the points? The yeah. same if it's the same people as the three two one people, I still don't trust that shit. Mm. And it's, and it just it seems to me that the people who are assigning the votes do appear to be very like very guided and influenced by outside narratives. As yes. is the case of Correct. the final round. Yeah. Where Gutherson got zero points, I think. Yeah. And he only needed one to tie or two to win. Yeah. He got zero points with a fucking, like, was it like four tries? Yeah. Or something, yeah. Like fucking something stupid. White and got Simbind and fucking, and, yeah. and did, did two fifths of fuck all. Yeah. And got, I think he got three points for yeah. that game. Like, just fucking crazy. Exactly. Um, So, look, I, I, it, it's also how shit happens where people like Nofaluma yep. are in contention. And again, I'm dead serious. I'm not running at him out of irony or because I got some fucking Pasco thing here. Yeah. The cunt cannot defend. Yep. The cunt cannot be part of a proper defensive structure. Yep. And keep it for eighty minutes. Yep. Can score tries, mm-hmm. which as any da- fucking well as Darius Boyd's origin records a career suggest. Out of. Yeah, that's it. Anyone can. And so when the Tigers are having a struggle year, mm-hmm. when they've got chops and changes everywhere on the field. The guy who just happens to be at the end of the simplest and who doesn't first, get dropped at any point. Well, what's the first play you're taught when you start getting taught plays? It's a cutout pass where you cut out the center. Yep, that's that is the first play that yep. you run when you're probably in under sevens. Yep, yeah. when you start that when 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 you stop like uh, like running forward in a huddle. Yeah, or yeah. get the ball yeah. run. Backwards ten meters and around everyone. Around everyone else. Yeah, yeah. that's the first, that's legitimately the first play you learn. <laughs> Technically, it's a wrap around. <laughs> wrap yourself around. Yeah. Um, and like every kid's mobbing like the the play the ball because every kid yeah. wants to be the one to pick up the ball from dummy half and and do that run. The other thing is, the fucking biases involved here, yeah, are ridiculous. Yeah. Obviously, like you got people like Greg Alexander mm-hmm. who are voting on it. Yep. He sits on the fucking board at Penrith. Yeah. Now, the sport is always going to be as such in its current guise that you are going to have people that play those dual roles, that have roles within a club somewhere yep. and then also have a presence in the media. Or even if they don't have you a know? role at the club. I mean, like, let's say, I mean, what, you know, they, they, they used to play for a club and they're yeah. still fucking... Like, could you imagine, like, Fatty Vorton assigning Dalian points on a fucking Manly game? Yeah. I mean, or a fucking State of Origin game. Yeah. Like, you know, so yeah, like, that's you know, you just, yeah. like... There are people that wear their shit. They're not. They're not hiding it. No, not at all. At and, all. But and this, um, this, but this is the thing. I'm not saying it's a hidden agenda. Yeah. I'd much prefer it that it goes to you know the people that decide the Dalliams, mm-hmm. the coaches, yep, and the uh, you know who. Do you want to say the captain of each club? No, no. Fuck that. I, I, but, you know what? The, the the thing I want is I want. Actually, I want every game to be watched like a match review committee situation yep. by the same people every week. Yeah. So every player has been judged on the same and internal merit 
and I don't want what is an official NRL record that goes into the fucking history books controlled by the fucking Daily Telegraph. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, that that's all yeah. it is. Yeah. It is the Daily Telegraph journos choosing a narrative that suits them. Yep. Those are the people that get it. Yep. Yeah. So, but like, ideally, all, all you need to do is fix it. I mean, like, I'm happy to go to the 10-point must system. Fucking do it five. I don't care. But don't make it a five, four, three, two, one. Make it every player's rated out of five. Every player's rated out can of five. Can be multiple Correct. fives. Can be yep. on both sides of the, of the field. Yep. Um, have it judged by a consistent panel that is exactly the same for every game, every week. So, so Because so, you know what you, you also see then? Yeah. Is wonderful things like Isaiah Yo being in contention yeah. for Dally M. Yep. Because the motherfucker would have gotten fours yep. every single fucking game. Yep. Every single game. Well, maybe threes. I think Luai is fucking, you know, happy yeah, Luai. They're sharing the fours most of the time, right? Occasional you, you fives. Can, you can have multiple fours. Oh, well, yes, fair enough too, yeah. Well, uh-huh. yeah, but then there's a cry. Okay, so then, then it's like, I guess you know, the next thing is like, what's a four? What, what? Like five has to be like, you know, man of the match-ish performance, right? And then... And, you yep. know, and, but, you know, the thing is, there's only one man in the match award, but, you know, you can, yeah. you know, there, there are times when you're like, fuck, I don't know who it was. They're fives. Mm. You got them. Okay. They're too far. Yeah. Four. Uh, yeah. But look, as long as they fucking decide what they, you know, as long as the, the committee have their criteria, they decide on it and they stick to it for yeah. every single game, every single week, at least you're going to get some sort of semblance. That's it. Of consistency in the result at the yeah. end. And they might not get the exact right result, but I mean, you're certainly not going to see these public situations like where what was it last year Luke Brooks was half back of the year yeah like in what fucking universe? there was nothing ag- that egregious this year yeah except, the, the, except for that that last round thing was such fucking bull- I mean that's when it really blows up when you can objectively look at two games and two players one gets maximum points one gets zero points and their performances are maybe neither of them deserved the three but they Correct. certainly didn't deserve to be the way they you know, the way they panned out but looking at it, and I'm just going back to the um, actual Dally M's. Oh, there you go. Sam Burgess is still a cunt, allegedly. If if you were building a team and, and you could recruit anyone you wanted, mm-hmm. so I'm just going, oh, where are we? Where are we? We're close. Okay. So, you know, if you were building a team, yep. is Gutho your fullback over Teddy? Fuck no. Hmm. Not in any fucking universe ever. That's it. Is Noffa your winger over anyone else in the comp? Absolutely not. No. Uh, look, Katoni Staggs, because you, you're just picking centers here, it's not that origin yeah. thing where you can okay. throw anyone in. Yeah. You know, Staggs and Crichton, yeah, I mean, Staggs has got a touch of the Noffers in defence as well. About yeah, it, certainly I mean. does. Um, but again, there's that. But you bond. could do worse than Staggs and Like he and had some scintillating solo tries. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the hype that got him the points. Fair yep. enough. Um, Josh Adokar, well-deserved. Yep. Well-deserved. Was Jack White a better number six than Cody Walker? Yes. Look or, on, Cameron, on, like or Cameron on, Munster? Yeah, honestly, that's a... Or Jerome Luai. You'd be happy with any of them. 
Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you know. But I've got no problem with him being first because, I mean, I feel like that was pr- probably a close thing. And I'm biased because I fucking love the way Jack White plays the game. Yeah. Like, he's that big yeah. fucking get out of my way. Yeah. I'll do it all myself, number six. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Cleary, obviously. Papali's fine. Cameron Smith, you know, serviceable. Fisher Harris was there. You know, Kikau was there. Tohu Harris and Isaiah Yo. So, um, yeah. Actually, now that I'm looking at it, nothing wrong with the Dally M's. It's mainly Panthers, so <laughs> keep <in> current format. <laughs> no, but I, I do agree that there were guys in there and forwards elsewhere. Yep. within the league. Yep. Like, because you look at that couch. Yep. And it's all the flashy, you know, sidestepping, yeah. which are great, and they're on the yep. highlight reels, and they're the ones that little kids want to be. Yeah. You know. No one runs straight at their mate and goes, Papali! Like it's, it's just not happening. <laughs> in short, fuck the Daily Telegraph and their involvement in anything to do with rugby league in an official capacity. And fuck the Daily Ends until they sort their shit, honestly. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's not easy to be better, but it's possible to be better. Mm. So let's strive to be better. Yeah. Jack Bird, his mooted move to St. George Illawarra has hit a roadblock. After amateur hour fucking Brisbane, and it was probably Lockyer doing it personally, failed to issue the Dragons with a revised offer. So the Dragons walked away from negotiations because the Broncos neglected to issue the club with a counter offer after rejecting the deal that, they, that was on the table. So Anthony Griffin was very keen on getting Bird. Broncos and, uh, are apparently very keen on getting rid of Bird. Yeah, yeah. So this is a match made in heaven. Like, I mean, this is this is a fucking good match. As you say in negotiations like this all the time, the good thing is we don't seem to be starting worlds apart. Exactly. <laughs> and and then you, let's factor Jack Bird into it. He wants to go back there. You know, he wants to go back yeah. there. He's telling his friends, you know, looks like I'm going to be back to the Dragons. The Broncos need the cap. They need the cap space. He's in, he's on nine hundred and seventy five grand. Um, so the Dragons offered up a figure. Which um, is believed to be around six hundred seventy-five thousand. So they're footing all by three hundred grand. The Broncos so laughed at them allegedly. Are they not? Are they picking him up as a lock? Is that what I read? Fuck if I know. They this. I don't know what they want to do with him. Six seventy-five is not a disrespectful offer for someone that hasn't played football in two years. No, no, and coming off an ACL, like yeah. played seventeen games in three years, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. That's I think that's that's a fair offer, and you know what? That's an offer that Jack Bird would be delighted yep. to accept. Correct. Problem is, he's on nine seventy five at the Broncos, and so they basically laughed laughed at the offer, and never sent back a revised offer, oh a counter God. offer. So it looks like they're going to be stuck with him. He doesn't want to be there. They don't want him there. Dragons want him, but and can't get him because once again, Broncos at the top. Can't Fuck. business good. Yeah. Fucking hopeless. That's just a legit collapse. Yeah. Of not only business etiquette, but protocol. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that, the, 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 I mean, if they laughed at, I mean, you know, if they laughed at the initial offer, right then, just, you know, just a cunt side not to be done, you know, not to, exactly. not to conduct business. Exactly. With. I mean, you know, they could, they were perfectly in their rights to say, look, we were hoping to get, you know, more of that freight off our books. Yes. So can you bring it up? 
Yeah, what about seven seven? Well, what's seven seventy five? And here's the thing: well, it's St. George, yeah. yeah, St. George aren't going in and going. This is us. This is us maximum. This is our final offer. Six seventy five. Take it or leave it. Yep. You know, St. George are in the position of strength. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that say, "Look, we would like to have him." Yes. However, yep. Based on his market value at the moment, yep. Like it's, it. We're not going to offer you lots because you've overpaid for him. Yeah. We like him as a footballer. We believe this is his value. Now, if that have gone in and said, "Hey, we'll give you four fifty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Laugh Fair at enough. that. Yeah. Fucking laugh at that. Yeah. But I think even that, that's close to overs for a guy who's you know, very sadly proven to be a little bit biscuity. Like um, and like massive like and like the wor- the worst kind too, like something happens in the preseason, never takes a field yeah. again. Yeah. That year. Yeah. You know? And even like the like when did he, when did he fuck himself last year? Like was it was it Magic Round? Was it that game? Was it? Was it was it was around I think it was oh, then. Yeah. He was starting to come good around then, I think. And and yeah, fucked himself then, boom. Yep. Never returns again. Gone. So, um, look, I think six seventy five is is very fucking fair. I mean, and the Broncos clearly not thinking what they could do with that six seventy five. They're more thinking about what they can't do with three hundred on there. But you know, and just as a as a, a a tangentially related story, you notice that all the talk about Fox, it's like you know dogs, you know maybe Souths. Yep. No tigers in there at all anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because of their, you know, because of their fucking ridiculous, you know, assertion that retaining Noffa was more important than attaining Fox. Jesus Christ, yeah. Uh, finally, the final news story here, which is it's kind of puzzling to me. Uh, the Eels are reportedly considering luring few, former player Bevan French back to the club to play fullback. Huh? With Clint Gutherson set to shift to centre. Oh, God. The Eels are in secret talks and closing in on a deal to bring the previously unwanted French flyer back to Parramatta for 2021. So, this is... Okay, so when you were talking about the top of the show, when we were talking about uh, Jet to the the Eels. So, this is to basically uh, move into the left centre position in in replacement of Michael Jennings. Mm. And... um, what, for starters, why would you move positions for Gutherson? I mean, yeah. he's not my first. He's not my first choice fullback in a world where fucking you know, like teddies and turbos and whatnot exist. Of course not. But he's not a fucking total piece of shit either. Yeah, no, not at all. And the thing is, was Bevan French like this amazing player the Eels were fucking gutted to lose? I, I, when yeah. did that happen? It, when uh, was he the any? When was he the, the top fucking ten fullbacks? Yeah, yeah, at all. On, like when? When does he get come back into a club and displace the captain who's had, by you know, yeah. by and large, a great season? Yeah. Am I fucking and especially? Am I from? Am I misremembering? But especially, French's it's career? not like it's not like well, you know, Gutho is a centre. And he's going to get pushed out to the wing, or no. or he's he's going to move into the second row. Yeah, you know, something. Yeah. But why would you have who is the person who is by far your best player on the field at mm-hmm. any given time? Yep. And say we would like you to touch the ball less. Yeah. We would like your involvement. Yep. To be lower. We're gonna we're gonna move you to the uh, the you know, potentially the, you know the, probably the, the lowest involvement 
position on the field in, yeah. the, in the 2020 game. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It's it's bullshit, and I can't. And I, I would love to hear what Eels fans think about it. Because I don't remember, I don't remember Bevan French being any good. And again, you know, as you just alluded to, you have Josh. Okay, Josh Adokar, who is a winger. Yep, yep. And again, by our admissions, not a fullback. Yep. Wouldn't he be better as fullback than Bevan French? Yeah. And actively looking, you yeah, you got to be able to fit him into your cap, admittedly. Yep. yep. But. Yeah. Jesus, Parramatta. Eels fans, explain this. Fuck. Please. Yeah. What are we missing? Okay, recaps from the weekend's action, and we kicked off with the Melbourne Storm 30 defeating the Canberra Raiders 10 at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, the Storm tries to Jesse Bromwich, Ryan Pappenhausen, Sulasi Vunivalu, uh, Olam Fanukan, Smith 4 or 5 conversions and a penalty. The Raiders, two tries to Kotrick and uh, one conversion from two attempts to Jared Croker. What a start. Potentially the most dominant opening to a like a finals game mm. in like the last X many years. Yep. Unbelievable. What was it about? Was it in the first 10 minutes they got those three tries in? Yeah. It, it, and absolutely destroyed the Raiders, blew them off the park. They had... They were fucking. They were. It was over at that point. Well and truly over. Um, they went up again. I mean, the Raiders got themselves some consolation before the half to make it look a little bit, a little bit more possible. And while the second half had large passages of of uh, you know Canberra dominating and and you know just pressing the general flow of the action, mm. I I honestly I think the Storm just fucking like okay we're in. Yeah. Now let's just not concede any points or concede yes. as few points as we can. Yes. But at the same time, let's not let's not fucking bust any hamstrings. Let's not, you two, know, before next week. Let's not 2015 Broncos this. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah, let's let's yeah. not. The game, play. the match is won. Yeah. I, you know, with with the likes of you know, Hughes and, and Smith, you know, controlling things, I think we can reasonably protect an 18 point lead. And you know, they ultimately did yeah. did uh, ex- extend that lead. Yeah. Very often we talk about gears, yep. re- referring to teams as they come into the last part of the year and, yep. and into the finals. Yep. And the Melbourne Storm have forever been one of those teams that have another gear. Yep. That just go, they can just click and just go up a little bit. And I feel like that was the case in this game where Melbourne went, oh, okay, prelim final. Yep. Click. And yep. they went into that prelim final gear. And Canberra was still just in you know, scrappy finals mode. Yep. And just were, were in no way prepared for what they did. The difference has been that Melbourne make you fucking pay for mistakes. You cannot make them. Yeah. Or you cannot make them to the extent that Canberra did, mm-hmm. where Canberra did. Yep. On the other side of things, Melbourne don't give you a lot. And what you take for yourself and make for yourself in the way of opportunities, you need to convert. Yes. And there were numerous times where Canberra just weren't switched on enough. Yep. And it was an extra pass or an extra two passes. And they would have scored. Like there were a couple of times that they had on their right-hand side. Melbourne yep. absolutely fucking shot. Yep. Shot. But just greedy cunts wanted yep. to hold the fucking ball and not pass it off. Or, and, you know, and and also, to be fair to the Storm, 
when you've got Fox and Pappenhausen sweeping in cover, yep, large overlaps can can evaporate very very fucking quickly as that's well. That's it. You know? And yeah. so if you're not, so playing you really need to properly, be executing. Yeah, yeah, that's it there. But it's like it's it's hard to say much more about it. I mean, I like I feel that you know the second half obviously was a you know a, a points drought you know compared to the first half. But I really feel like Melbourne Storm were like, okay, we're going to defend the fuck out of this. And we're just not going to bust our asses until we have to because we're in now. And now we just have to basically close it out. But then again, opposed to that, for Canberra, you end up with things like Hudson Young kicking on the last. Yeah. You know, you're in a qualifying final to get into the fucking grand final. Yeah. And your fifth tackle options go to shit against the Melbourne Storm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not giving, yeah, you're not putting yourself in any position to, to, to succeed. Yeah. Let me go to the tweets or Facebooks, I should say. Well, I'll tell you the other thing. Sully's little fake out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you another thing about him. Yeah, this is like his swan song year from rugby league. Mm. But I feel like, you know, some of that, some of the, the, the low life grub shit, I feel like he's kind of on his best behavior now to finish things on a on a nice note and he's and it seems like the mistakes and shit are like in the penalties like that oh that's he sort of rubbed that out over the course of this year there was a time there where he was yeah. almost he was almost something what you would characterize as a fucking liability yeah no but this you're not year wrong. attacking wise it's back uh you know very sound you know defensively and under the high ball and things like that it doesn't often make a mistake yeah he's actually he's, he's doing a great job he He's also, a, I think, calmed down yeah. a little bit. And I, I don't know what, what that has to do with this being his last year. No, yeah, maybe. Is this his last year or is it I think next year? This is his last year. Swan song. Oh, it's going to be sad. Um, but yeah, you're right. He seems to have stopped a little. I can see what he was trying to do. Well, but but I mean, it's also a great thing for the Storm as well because there's there's you know one or two penalties a game that they're just not, they're simply not conceding now. Yeah, exactly. Noughts said good to see Kotrick playing like a bulldog already Sam the warden said I'd be very pissed off if I was Raiders right winger fuck me dead if the ball got to him on two or three occasions they'd likely have scored fucking exactly uh, Super Grover said thank fuck for the lawnmower 3.0 because I would have started a bushfire <laughs> <laughs> Simon Said, did anyone notice the Storms laying down a couple of times trying to milk hip drop like tackles? Big Nelson's foot didn't even get stuck underneath himself. Then he stayed down for three minutes, no penalty, so played the ball and sprinted downfield chasing the kick. Yeah, look, yes, I agree with everything you said, except at the same time, I'm like, if I were in the Storm club and all the focus had been on, oh, this is some newly illegal tactic that my team is using or whatever. Yep. If I if something ever fucking happened to me that even closely approximated it, yeah, of course that's what they fucking get. Well, it's exactly the same now. Yep. If you're in a tackle and you feel pressure on the back of your head, yeah, you hold the back of your neck you, and, oh, and try and get them to look at it for a crusher, oh, and yeah, oh. At which time we, you know, bring out the trademark shunter phrase that it's a good thing that the referee performed first aid with a whistle. Yep, yep, and allowed the mobility again. Yeah, exactly. Look, I've, I've, I'm a big fan of just of like. Uh, gamesmanship and things like that and um and so am i 
to me that crosses a line though. Yeah, it's and I'd I'd prefer right that if a player stays down. Yeah, and this was a suggestion. Fuck, I think it was Giannis or someone raised yeah. last week. Sub so him off with no doesn't count as a sub as a. Oh, sorry, it does count as an interchange. Or... Well, if it's uh, a crusher because yeah. that's you know dealing with your spine, yeah. you must go off and be assessed. Yeah, you know if you believe that you have had an injury to your neck, yeah, that's spine. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, cost you an interchange, but yeah. fuck off. Everything, Unless every, a penalty's it, given, yeah. in which case you can have a free interchange just like an HIA because it's a penalty. Yeah, but if somebody is down. And they're holding their ankle. Yep. You've got the fucking camera, the eye in the sky. They review it. Yep. Was it a fucking hip drop? Yes. No. They just tell the referee. Yeah. And the referee blows a penalty or not. Yep. Well, I mean, that's kind. Of, that's what they. That's what they're kind of doing though. Yeah. True. Now they stop the game. Yeah. So you must get up. You must leave the field, and you're out of play for the next set because you have to re-enter the field. Yeah. Later on, just stop the fucking faking soccer shit. Uh, ben said, what can you say? Melbourne were fucking unbelievable in that opening 25, and that was it. Raiders left chasing too many points. Fuck 2020. Sam said, fuck this shit. Fuck you, Croker. You can score as many points as you want in reserve grade, you weak cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck hired that cunt? And it's quite obvious Kotrick has his eyes on those rapist bulldog cunts. Fuck this shit. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Hashtag fuck this. <laughs> Sam, some fucking sensational posting. I love the fucking passion, sir. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. Well, I'm just filling up my water. I thought there'd be more commentary on it. All right. Oh, uh, look, here's the thing. But by, by the very nature now, yeah. and I do love this, because they're game threads that get posted yeah. while the game's on, the majority of comments are about the game, not about the results of the game. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So. Makes sense. Uh, okay, so moving on to the, the other game. Uh, the Panthers 20 defeat the Rabbitohs 16 at the ANZ Stadium. The Panthers 20 tries to top. Oh, Tyron May, Dylan Edwards, Cleary with uh, three conversions and a penalty goal. The Rabbits are 16 tries to AJ, Dane Gagai, and Corey Allen. Uh, Reynolds, two of three conversions. And this one was, um, you'd have to say, fairly, you know, not lucky, but this one could have gone either way. Um, Panthers didn't do themselves any favours. Their really. handling was fucking atrocious. Yes, it was. Um, for almost the entire game, well, certainly you know in the first half. Um, to to go in to a preliminary final mm-hmm. and complete at seventy one percent. Yeah. When it's been a hallmark of your football all year. Yeah, high completion. Yeah, and. And it's been, a lot of people have, have had this, I guess, as a criticism of Penrith, but I've been okay with it, that they spent a lot of time in attack and didn't get points to show for it all the time, or it took them a lot of sets or a lot of tackles in the opposition's 20 that's, that's, to get their points. That's all, that's all shit they're soaking up, though. And exactly. Like all shit you're not soaking up. Like, exactly. Yeah. And that that's what they lacked in this game, and it was their own handling errors and silly mistakes that did it to them. Yep. Yep. And you remember they were playing a, a, a Rabbitoh side that was um, fairly down on troops as well. I mean, and I, I don't really necessarily count Latrell as that. I mean, obviously he's a great player, but yeah, you know, he's been out for a little while. If you've gone for more than a month, but to have Campbell Graham, like to, you know, to, to like literally have to change their their centres, yeah, is uh, like at the, at this late stage, especially when they're so reliant in in attack, yeah, um, on the big on the big backline sweeps, yep. Um, 
it's amazing. It's amazing that they did so well. And I mean, they were the they were the better side for large swathes of this game as yeah. well. A um, little bit of controversy with the, uh, the when I say controversy, I mean controversy on the Facebook group. <sighs> Talking about that fucking forty twenty thing. What's First that? thing, Reynolds, Reynolds, absolute fucking champion. What, like, what an idea, and what a fucking kick. Yeah, like low, uncatchable, untouchable, yep. un- unplayable forty twenty kick. Yep. He, he took a little bit of a stutter step and unluckily, you know, uh, touched the line. Why the fuck is there any debate? Yeah. His foot touched the line, end of. It was an amazing kick. It would have been a fucking brilliant moment for that 40 to 20. And, and, yep. and you know, it, it could have been a match-winning moment for the Rabbitohs. Yeah. I, I get all that. It's fucking great. And you want to see drama and you want to see shit, great. Yeah. But... We don't fucking call back tries when a guy fucking st- steps on the sideline, unless it's a fucking 2010 grand final, of course. But like, <laughs> apart from that one time, <laughs> we don't, we don't. I mean, just you know, like we didn't, we didn't award that fucking try. Who was that try? Was it the one? With, was it Rapina last week? When it was oh, like, we jumped from outside jumped the from field to play it. Yeah, you know, it would have been one of the tries of the season, but we don't award it because we fucking wish it. What you know, wish yeah. because of what we wished it was. And then just hearing this talk about the potential, like the thickness of the, like the, you got the line and, and, the, it's, and the red well, on the, like, fucking, you know what? For that to matter. Yeah. Who fucking cares well, about Well, for that, that to fucking matter, Reynolds would have to practice his 40-20 kicks by knowing exactly how many paces it took well, him this is what to this, get from the in goal. The, that's the that's exactly line, what I said on Facebook. I said- And he would have to go 40 meters exactly. Yeah. He'd need fucking laser sights there. Yep. And he would need to do it on that field- and train for that. Well, you know what actually fucking happens? They train for it with a line in front of them. And they train for it by not stepping on the fucking line. And in a game situation, shit happens. It's a game mm-hmm. of fucking millimeters. He you stepped got, on the fucking you line. You got guys fucking charging at you, trying yeah. to, you know, that are going to hit you, you know? and put you down. You know? There's when, when you reach out to score a try, how many times has the bunker said, and places the ball on the line? Mm-hmm. That's a try. Yeah. It's not... We've actually reviewed it, and the ground's been fucked up, and there's three blades of grass that had paint on them. So technically, um, that's not part of the in goal area. Yep. So it's on the line, but it's not. It's not a try. Yeah. That's, that's almost verbatim what I said on Facebook. I said like so. So Adam Reynolds would have to know for a fact that he has a gate of one meter. Yeah. And oh, he started on the he yeah. started on the try line and had to run exactly forty paces. 40 paces. Yeah. And then oh my god, that line's a little bit fatter than usual. So that's why half his foot ended up yeah. over it. That's it. Fuck's sake. I mean, like there, there are legitimate things to complain about. Gus, games Gus Gould quit his position at Penrith to take up a job as a groundskeeper. <laughs> and knowing that they'd be running that way and he'd try yeah, that tactic in it. that minute of the fucking um, shut up. <laughs> as negatives for Penrith, fuck, they butchered some tries. There, there really were a did. couple, and especially down that right side. Yep. Some interesting offensive choices. I get... I get that you don't have kick out there. Yeah. But how the fuck does Stephen Crichton become your decoy runner? Yeah. One of the I most guess he's damaging, the next... prolific try yeah. scorers. I guess because he becomes the most dangerous person at, in that position on the field at yep. that, you know, when we're in attack because yep. kick out is not there. Do you remember Normally John... he's a beneficiary because kick out is the But do you remember the payoff Jonathan Thurston had? For cutting out Cooper, cutting out Cooper, cutting out Cooper, cutting out Cooper, and then just going to him short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all fucking game, yeah. all game. Yeah. Just cut him out, cut yeah. him out, cut him out, cut him out, and then just short. Yeah, over. Yeah. How, how's that 
not your fucking go-to play in that situation where you don't have kick out. Yep. But you've got Capewell, who is yep. a serviceable runner. Yeah. Fucking that cunt tried to do my fucking head in. Hold the ball. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> like, ugh. I know where you've come from. I'm starting to think you're a plant as well. <laughs> fucking sharks. Um, and then things like, you know, Mansour misjudging a pass back on the inside and throwing yeah. it forward. There, yeah. were, there were some ordinary things there. The positive was that when they defended, that obviously studied Souths. Yes. They had a plan to nullify Souths. And the, they and they almost, like, they certainly maintained it all through the first half and, mo- yeah, for most of the game. Well, yeah. They were there. I mean, like, they did, they did end up getting two tries down there, but they were both at the result of, like, you know, spectacular individual skills. And fuck me, Origin Gagai turned up into a yeah, club match. Didn't. I can't believe it. How good. But they effectively got rid of Cook's threat. Yep. By just getting up and in his face. Yep. And the markers were, were pretty good most of the night. And it was as simple as, you know, I've, I've been touting all year, the scariest thing to me about Walker was how he pops up mm-hmm. just out of fucking nowhere. Yep. All of a sudden, you set up to defend a play and then, fuck, there's another guy. Oh, shit, it's Walker. Oh, fuck, we're in trouble. Yep. But their MO just seemed to be, you know, someone had their eye on him mm-hmm. and wherever he was, they stacked. Yep, and more, like the, the best thing they did in defense is just, it was just they were, they were awake to the the attack down the left yeah and they just they, they just cut it off yeah like before it could develop every time or yeah. you know most times that's it um, enough ag- times again going to a grand final 13 errors 27 missed tackles that that is a that will lose you a grand final yeah um, so needs to be tightened up um, but again hey you can't really complain when one of your worst performances all year gets you into a grand final. Mm. Everyone in that team's a future immortal. <laughs> the, the team of the, ne- the next Kirk team... K- Kirk Cable too? Oh, he's holding <laughs> the position. <laughs> but yeah, when, when the next team of the century is announced, it'll just be this team. There are the tweets. Can't wait. (laughs) Darren said, don't support Penrith, but I think the whole NRL community can thank them. For at least one week, we don't have to hear about how Cook was a beach sprint champion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bethany said, Souths have been punching above their weight so hard this year. It's a testament to Bennett's coaching ability that they even made it to this game, let alone kept it that close. Yes, that's very true. Hamish said it's right about now that a fishnet stocking wearing Pasco who is furiously wanking himself off saying, fuck you, Ivan. <laughs> uh, Sharky Dave, my most favorite 44, said South need a plan B to crack Penrith. Cook isn't getting any lazy markers to get out and make meters and Walker isn't getting space to work in. Panthers aren't playing well, but are defending everything South throw at them so far. Yes. Uh, Ian, said, I fucking love how Cleary kicks into space rather than the robotic pre-programmed nonsense that the defending teams are drilled for. Shades of Thurston. That is 100% accurate as well. Shades of Thurston. Mm -hmm. 
Is that it? That's oh, again. So yeah. look, heaps of comments on yeah. moments within the game. Yep, yep. True. Okay, previews. Well, preview one game really the take it all the 2020 NRL Grand Final. Panthers play the Storm at ANZ Stadium on Sunday evening. The referee Jared Sutton. Ooh. Fucking ridiculous. When you've got a game like this, it's the last game of the year, so all of your fucking staff are on deck. Yes. So why can't you have? A legitimate good. referees, a, a good referee in the middle. Yep. And legitimate referees running the sidelines and a legitimate referee in the fucking box. Yep. Because we don't what have we any have? of the above. <laughs> but not, I mean, look, I can understand nepotism is fucking the way it works these days. Of course, Jared Sutton, maybe Ashley Klein, but you know, Jared Sutton, of course, the favorite to take the, take the slot. I get it. He's, he's, he's fucking useless, but I get it. I get why it happens. Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't you have like, you know, one of your, your, your better referees in the video referee box or on the line? Yeah. Why? I, you know, I don't fucking get it. Anyway, um, Kikau returns. Capewell goes to the bench. Mitch Kenny's out and, uh, and Kikau, of course, back in the 11. The Storm, no changes. Finucane retains his bench spot after a successful return last week. What a bench player. And, uh, and Brenko Lee looks like he's got nothing to worry about there with the uh, the high tackle charge. Yep. Brenko Lee, how's his fucking defense? Mm. I got, like, Brenko Lee and Jerome Hughes, two people, two players, absolutely fucking born and molded in a scrap heap of the Gold Coast fucking Titans. Yes. Not born, but, you know, spent yeah. their time there. That's it. Literally fucking careers ended. Yeah. By that shit organization playing a grand final, but also fucking like owning their positions. Like deserving to play in a grand yeah. final. Yeah. And here's the thing again it's almost as if going to the Melbourne Storm is a fantastic short term decision. Yep. But once they get you there, your only realistic career option is to stay there. Hmm. You, know, you have these odd people like Josh Adokar, yeah, who is probably only being considered now. If he wanted to get out of Melbourne and say, "I want to get out of Melbourne and I want to go somewhere in Sydney," yeah, and I'll be a winger because I'm a fucking winger, yeah, I'm a representative winger, yeah, and I will go and play wing yep. for another club because my motivation is to get out of Melbourne. Yep. Need to get back to Sydney for family reasons. Yep, I'd cop that. Yep, but. Josh Adokar saying he wants to leave for family reasons. Oh, I also want to be a fullback and get paid 400 grand a year more. Yeah. That's the outlier here. Yeah. But as we've gone over so many fucking times, who's left Melbourne and done well? Some, but not many. Inglis, but that's Inglis. Yep. Who else? Matt Orford. Bellingham Premiership two years after. Yeah. Um... Did he but again, how did he? He was But Matt Orford had one good season with Manly, which you could say was far more to do with well, that yeah, team I, and that I, coach I, rather I, than yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he, didn't have a, he didn't have a stellar career after that. 
Yeah, but he was also fairly late in yeah, the, know. you know the career when he left too. It wasn't like he wasn't like a, a, but who else? a rookie. Um, Adam, I remember the stage where Adam Blair was the automatic selection for the All Stars. Yeah, yeah, but he sort of had his ups and downs, hasn't he? I mean, then he was he was fucking garbage at the the Tigers, like yep. absolute garbage, and then he had his moments at the Broncos. He was a hot had his mess moments at the Broncos. At, yeah, and he, he was he was loose unit at the Broncos, and he had he had his moments for the Warriors to to bring it home. At the yeah, end. but but yeah, no, any, I wouldn't any say stage would he be the first pick no, in a rep team? No, Tohu Harris has gone great since he left the Storm. He's been the same player, I think. Yep. I mean, obviously, in a team that's not nearly as successful, but I think yeah, he's, I think it. his personal performance yes. has been great. But yeah, yeah, it's not it's not. It's not like the the automatic thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so let's look back at the history of the sides. The most recent encounters are generally well. It's probably easier to say that the Storm have only been have only lost to the Panthers three times in the last fifteen years. Correct. Um, but looking at the last five, Penrith got it twenty one fourteen last yep. game. Yep. Before that. The Storm had them 32, 32 to 2. Mm-hmm. Before that, the Panthers were 22 to 16. Yep. Before that, the Storm were 28 to 6. And before that, 24 6. So the, the most recents are far more even. Yeah. Looking at, looking at the long history, it's just the fortunes of both clubs. Melbourne have been a far more consistent premiership team. Yep. But let's look back to the previous meeting. This 21 14 uh, win to the Panthers. This was in about round six this year, I think. Yep. Um, wasn't a lot from either team in this one. Panthers scored the go-ahead try with about twenty minutes to go, and uh, and from there on it was just a it was somewhat of a grind. Storm didn't have Jerome Hughes for that game, um, and Brandon Smith was named at prop for that game, which is which when you look back on it now is fucking hilarious. Um, and the Storm were like they weren't even in the middle; they were at the start of the period where we were like. Wow, I would have thought they'd be one of the teams to adapt to the new regime of the six again and whatnot. Yeah, that's it. Easier than most, but holy wow. Wow, I am stunned and surprised that they are not adapting at all. Yeah. And so it was It was really, I'm not going to say it was Storm at their worst, but it was definitely, it was definitely a Storm side the storm that does not improved, resemble. The Storm had improved more from that point. Absolutely. Hmm. Yep. Um, so it's, uh, yeah. Why will Penrith win this game? For Penrith to win this game, they need to pull out a, a close to flawless performance. You know, like like they have a couple of times this year, so they have it in them. And it's their handling. Mm-hmm. It's their handling and it's their patience. They need to get into this game, set the tempo at faster than Melbourne, because you know, you saw what Melbourne did last week. They came out and it was a fucking blitzkrieg. Yeah. They need to say, okay, we'll we'll see your fucking blitzkrieg, and raise you a Nagasaki. <laughs> they need to come out and really set the tone. They need to set it with their defence, and they need to make the Storm fight for everything they get. There's one thing the Melbourne Storm don't seem great at is changing plans on the fly when they're in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah, but at the same time, they don't often need to. I mean, they're also also very happy to just go into their shell and patiently wait. 
until they've turned they've turned the game around the way they want it to be. I think maybe Storm teams of the past. I think this Storm team has a little bit more frustration in them. Mm, you know, maybe. look, Jerome Hughes yep. is not going to Cooper Cronk them out of out of trouble. Cooper Cronk was that guy yep. who was okay. That's fine. We'll absorb. We'll absorb. We'll absorb, and I'll just keep putting the ball straight in the corner. Yeah. And we'll just chip away at you. We'll chip and we'll chip and we'll chip. Jerome Hughes, I don't think he's that guy. You know, there's obviously still yeah, Cameron I mean, Smith. Yeah, still got Cameron Munster and Cameron Smith who can and even, pull his and fucking Pappy who can do, yeah. That, that sort of stuff. Yep. But, you know, like you saw earlier in the year, if they really get in and stop Melbourne's go forward, I think it frustrates those guys enough. They need to play one of those games where they're patient with possession. And put pressure on them. It's something that's dropped out of their game for the last little while, mainly due to their handling. Yeah. But they haven't been just content to camp. To just be like, okay, we'll be down here. We'll be down here three sets, four sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we might score a try. We might not. Three sets, four sets. But then five minutes later, another raid. Yep. And we'll just camp down here. Three sets, four sets. Yeah. And play the game at their pace. Well, um, they really need... To, I think they really they really actually... you know, Rather than camping, they actually need to get payoff. Mm-hmm. From the from from all their chances, because I don't think they're going to get, you know, a hell of a lot of chances. Yeah, correct. To be and um, they also need to calm the fuck down. Yeah. You know the, and really focus. You know you, you can't afford things like dropping the ball over the try line. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, silly, silly plays where you push a pass and, and the ball goes to ground and you lose possession. Really take advantage. Yep. The Melbourne Storm have the advantage that the majority of that team's been there before. Yep. They know what the day's about. Even the younger ones are, you know, still yeah, relatively experienced in that front. That's it. Uh, and and they just need to go out there and and do what they did to the Raiders if they are to win the game. That's how they win. Yeah, they want to go out. They want to force the Panthers into errors and put lots of pressure on them and have them chasing the whole game where I feel that that the young heads chasing points mm-hmm. would be exactly where Melbourne want them to be. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's and that's the thing about the storm. I mean, like it, it doesn't it, it, if they get to a bad, off to a bad start, that doesn't matter. I mean, that's happened in the finals and they've come back and won, yep. you know, big you know, you know, huge. Yeah. Huge win. I mean, it was over, you know, they might they might have been in a massive hole 30 minutes in. But by sixty minutes in, it was over. That's it. The, yeah. You know the other yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Spot. They, I mean, they they can. They're so they're so dangerous. Just in the fact that they're so well coached, they're so experienced, and like and they're they're, they're timed to this game. Mm. Like they're they're tapering and everything is timed to this game. They expect to get yep. to grand finals. They expect to win grand finals. Yeah. And this is just a fucking a regular day at the office. I mean, I think the the lack of uh the lack of ceremony around the grand final week due to COVID is um. I think it helps Penrith with what one of their bigger problems would have been, yes. which is just all this shit just getting to the you know getting to the kids' heads. Yep. And so they can kind of shut a lot of that out. But you know when they're standing there under the bright lights, mm-hmm. and things start going against them, and Storm just you know start you know turning the vice. Mm-hmm. You know that's when we'll see you know just how. Yeah, especially some of these guys that have been more suspect, like you know, like Nate and you know, like a great attacking weapon. Yeah, but he can be found yeah, out. That's and, it. Uh, in, and and if that happens, you know, I mean, especially when he's dealing with you know Ado Car and fucking 
and, yeah. and Pappy, yeah. you know, on repeat, you know, for the entire game. Yep. Um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting matchup. Melbourne had, have had a much easier run in the finals because they've been getting better and better each game. The Panthers are having a great season where they didn't play any good teams for quite a while. They came, they, you know, they came through and they scraped in against the Roosters. They've had another tough one here. They narrowly got through against the Rabbits. They've had a much more difficult course of, you know, course through the finals. Yeah, spot on. Um, it's just good to have a grand final that appears to be like, you know, anyone's game. And it's like a great, you can make great arguments for both sides, which yep. is not always the fucking case. No, not at all. You know, like, you know, like for example, like, you know, like that, that the 2017 one was just like fucking foregone conclusion. Yeah, you know? spot on. Um, Clive Churchill medal. It'll be given to Cameron Smith. The betting at the as of uh, this afternoon when I had a look, Cameron Smith's four bucks now. Yeah, Cleary four fifty, Pappy nine, Munster eleven, Appy fifteen, Jerome Hughes seventeen, Kickout twenty one, and Luai twenty three. Now I'm not a fucking degenerate, so I'm not going to get sucked into this nonsense. However. Luai at 23 seems to be very good fucking value because, I mean, I know that there's, you know, the Clive Churchill is often played out on narrative. And so I guess the narrative will be that if the Panthers win, they'll give it to Cleary. If the Storm win, they'll give it to Cameron Smith. And if the Storm lose and Cameron Smith plays great, they'll give it to Cameron Smith as well. Anyway, so it's no surprise why they're $4 and $4.50 and, you know, the favourites by far. But, uh, I think I think kick out twenty one's fucking throwing your money in the bin though. Correct, and I, I think, mean he might storm on to try look, and do some loose shit, but he's not going to be the best player on the fucking. Not at all, game. and I and I think you and I talking about Luai as a potential makes sense. Yeah, because we watch games. I mean, I, but so, I don't I, think you know, there's any I, way I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to come out with the the hot take. I don't think the fucking Nathan Cleary's game has improved very much at all in 2020. I think it's guys like Toto and fucking Luai. And uh, Isaiah Yo, like it's those th- guys that have no. a, as a whole pushed everything up. I think Cleary's game has improved astronomically in, ter- I, in I, terms. In terms of, I think it's just because he's some of the lesser lights in the team. They've improved astronomically, which have, which has brought his level up, but not to the same level, like not the same level of growth. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I hear that. Well, but- I, I think Luai is fucking like so criminally fucking. Like underrated you, like you carry on that like the isaiah yo shit and um they had a good step the other day but like, like honestly like jerome luai is fucking so like he if 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 cleary's the most responsible for fucking penrith success this year it's like 50 percent to 45 like it's uh. not it's it, like i just feel like he's getting so little credit see yeah what you're doing there is being a Daily Telegraph reporter. I'm actually not because yes, I don't you work are. for the Daily Telegraph, I'm afraid. Okay, well, then you're worse. You're a wannabe Daily Telegraph reporter. I, I can assure you, I do not want to be a Daily no, Telegraph reporter. No, I said reporter. that's how you're behaving. I didn't say that's what you want, but that's that's what you're doing. You might not want it, you know? Okay, if they don't want to pay me you to know? not work. I might not want to get a boner in a strip club. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> but Luai gets a lot of praise because everything he does is flashy. 
Everything he does is flashy. And the majority of the things you remember that he does are close to the try line. It's that youthful exuberance and speed and steps and little passes or raids down the short side. Whereas there's been a number of games where it's been Cleary's boot that in a Cronk-like fashion really got them out of trouble when they were in a territory battle. And so those are those things. It's almost like, you know, the, the unsung prop forward. It's those things that Cleary does that have improved. And they're little things and they've only improved marginally. Yeah, but that's I, a massive I, contributing I don't factor feel like, to the I don't season. Feel, I don't, yeah, I don't feel like that's ever really been a problem with his game though. Yeah, it has been. He's the problem with his game is like actual attack. And this year he's learned how to, his kicks are more sort of but if I t- accurate. Yeah, and, and again, you're, you're just talking about attacking kicks. Yeah, cast, like I ne- that's what I'm saying. I never, back, I never, I never considered his, I never considered his positional kicking to be like any of the issue you know, issue of his game. Like I never considered his defense to ever be an issue with his game. I know, and look, I'll, I'll give this to you because I know who you've got at seven at Manly. So anyone else must seem magnificent. But I'll cast your mind back to last year when all he would do was put up those fucking stupid midfield bombs that only went twenty meters, and the opposition team was forever starting their sets on their fucking forty. Yeah, but they were no, more attacking kicks than that, though. They were just fucking... But he just... I know, but like, he's, he again... He doesn't do the bomb anymore. That's the thing. Now Now it's more... Now it's invariably a grubber. Yeah. Which That's is an saying. improvement. Yeah, but I mean, I'm yeah. not... I'm, 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 talking, I'm like kicking kicking for grass from your own, your own end and everything. I never found that to be a problem for him. Again, was never... There, there was the odd one that came off, but it was never as strong as it was this year. There's been improvement, is what I'm saying. I'm not saying it was terrible. Yeah. There's definitely... Yeah, I'll be able to say what I'm saying. Yeah, then, then written back to originally what I was saying before you started getting all Buzz Rothfield in your fucking in your head. And, well, don't uh, do that thing putting, where I say words, something and putting words into my mouth. I said that his improvement is not as large as the likes of Luai. No, you said his contribution to the team's success was not as large, not his improvement. No, I said that his contrib- I said Luai's contribution to the success of the team was underrated. Yeah, and I said, and you said it was clear fifty-five in- to forty-five. 50 to 45. 50 to 45. Yeah, because I'm freaking, you know, someone, you know, someone happy can have five. Someone like that, you know. And what I was saying is that Cleary's improvement. Okay. But I'm saying you've been. not as high. You've been hypnotized by Luai's hypnotic. Can I, can I say. Magnetism. Can I say that nothing at Penrith has hypnotized me because I have absolute resistance. Well, from you've the never shield, played the aqua shield. golf on mushrooms then. Well, that has nothing to do with fucking Penrith. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that has everything to do with Penrith. That's an entire other fucking other other hobby. That's in Penrith. Life. Well, I've, I've never fucking set foot into exactly. Penrith that's what I just and I never and I never fucking will. <laughs> so 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 I don't give a fuck if you're talking about fucking aqua golf on mushrooms or you're talking about fucking cable ski or whatever the you're, fucking you're the Dally Cherry bullshit whatever the fuck you're they're the doing. Cherry Evans of sledges against Penrith. I fucking already had my fun with Penrith sledging them from from fucking round round two when the the whole TikTok thing came out. That was phenomenal. It was. Yes. Thank you. No, the TikTok <laughs> thing. Yeah, well, it cost him a daily end, didn't it? No, they didn't dock him points. He didn't. He didn't win any points for the two games he was suspended. Though could have used them. Mm, that's true. Cost him a daily end, motherfucker. Mm. See, you got to listen. <laughs> now, I'm, you're going to say. The Panthers are going to win thirteen plus. No, one of twelve. What's and it'll the final be a clear field, clear field goal. Also, oh, literally, I won't. Nineteen twelve. No, nineteen twelve. Nineteen twelve. Yep. 
Yeah. I think I think it's going to be if Penrith win, it's going to be very close. It's going to be like four, mm, something like okay. that. If Storm win though, they could win big easily. They they really if they if they cambered them, they could win big. But I think if they lose, they'll lose small. But you know, I'm sitting here as someone who's experienced the warm glow of fucking smashing Melbourne to fucking zero Ooh, in a yes. grand final. So look. It can be done. <laughs> <laughs> it can be done with a young young team full of beans. Coach to the, the, the I just I don't get that feeling that Penrith have been like coached to the fucking second mm. like Manly were back then. Um Storm feel like they've they, they feel like they've been building more to a grand final and Penrith have just been you know, there's that burden of like the wins and things like that. You know, that's yeah, yeah it, it gets it gets heavier and heavier as they go and it's fucking tough but you know what I love having a grand final where you know you can have these sorts of discussions yeah. where you can think of like all these reasons why each team's going to win it, it pretty much comes down yeah. Mel- Melbourne are the juggernaut you know they've been successful and I think for, you know what they get, you know what you're going to get yeah successful for a very long time um, have adapted relatively well to, to new rules um, absolute shit cunt tactics got them there and absolutely and really, will be an asterisk on everything Melbourne ever does, because it's the age-old question that because they were such a rampant, cancerous cheat of an organisation, that everything they've achieved since is technically null and void. Because if they hadn't had the opportunity to cheat in such the egregious way they did, then you wouldn't have had the development of players like Smith. You wouldn't have had uh, him, Cronk, and Slater together for so long. I'm, uh, under well, normal circumstances, believe me, so. I'm, I'm I'm happy to fucking wipe everything Storm ever did off the off the record books. And and this is the thing: there's a, there's a lot of shit going around at the moment about how will Cameron Smith be remembered. I can't. Um, and and that's it, <laughs> Captain Cuntops. And Storm fans, I get it. Like he's your captain, and you, he's, you, you've got to like him ex- exactly. But the reality is, when it comes down to it the sort of person he was and what he did to the game. Mm. If you take into account the shit tactics trying to hurt people. And you know what? I feel like, you know, the, that's the one that gets the, me. The one, the one benefit of the doubt I'll give Cameron Smith is I don't think any of that shit was his invention. I just think he was the best at carrying out the orders at which he was given. You know what I mean? Which doesn't, which doesn't make it okay. No, it doesn't make it okay. Yeah. I'm just saying like, and, that's, that's the one thing look, I'll say. He, for could, him. he could have signed 10 contracts. Yeah. He could have signed a contract that said, I know I'm rewarding the salary cap. Ha, 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 ha. I'm going to take that cheddar. But going out there, knowing that what you're doing is intended to maim the fucking people you're playing against. Yeah. You know, to to hurt joints in their body. Yeah. Well, what it is, it's like, I mean, it's it's designed, like, like, any, like any, any submission, it's designed to hurt someone if they don't fucking submit, submit to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's why it's called um, a fucking submission. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's like, it's like the, you know, look, I'm just going to do this. Yeah. And if you don't, and if you get up and try and play the yeah. ball. And, so if your elbow your pops out, exactly. Well, you, you, you shouldn't have pushed on it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And yeah. if you get up and try and play the ball, then you brought it on yourself. That's it. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, but, I mean, like, you know, you want to know how Cameron Smith will be remembered. I mean, let's be fucking honest. He'll be remembered as the cunt that was arguing with the referee while mm. fucking Alex McKinnon had a broken fucking neck and was yeah. a quadriplegic on the ground. That's it. 
That's 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 who he will be that's remembered him. as. And I mean, I, I defy a Melbourne Storm fan to fucking honestly like justify and yeah, you know. And then and then after the ramifications of it was all known, then he's then he's you know ducked his head into it, you know all that you know ducked into it and all that yeah. shit. Like he had many opportunities, correct, to do the right thing. Yeah, in that one incident. Yeah, you take everything else that happened off the table. Yep, just that one incident alone. Yeah, says fucking volumes yes so um but the positive thing is this is the beginning of something very special for penrith yeah i mean and look I, I i don't know if they'll if they're going to win this but i think that there's certainly the windows still going to be there next year and year after i think if you look at all of the the previous grand finals take like the last couple of years mm-hmm. as far as underdogs go i think they are best positioned to come back because it seems to be a very tough thing. It's obviously a oh, massive to get thing back to there win after to. This point, yeah. Uh, but look, just as I did it, 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 it took them 90 yep. to get 91. Yep. But yeah, still, Penrith, 1 to 12, put your house on it. And um, we have a uh, truncated uh, lineup of, uh, of uh, curtain raises this year, given the fact that very few competitions are up and running due to COVID. But the Broncos uh, NRLW side will take on the Roosters, which is one of the things that highlights the, I guess, the insufficiency or the, you know of, of the of the short competi- round robin competition they have. Uh, it's a replay of last week's match, uh-huh. and um, so both teams didn't really you know submit their their a their a lineups last week. There's a bit of ducks and drakes and you know you know fucking around with their lineups because the grand final was already locked in before yep. they played. But um, you'd expect the Broncos to get away away with the win again, because um, when it comes to footy, spines are important, no matter what's between your legs. And Brigginshaw and Upton always seem to be a class above in the women's game, and well, especially when the Broncos can do things like pull your hair and fucking cripple you, and face no repercussions. Well, they can for pull it. your hair into a hip drop. Yeah, that's like some next level gangster that's shit. That's it. You know, fucking hell. Um, but tremendous success for the Broncos um, women's system since their inception, and frankly, the Broncos men could do worse than play like girls, mm. given the way they finished this year. Yes. Okay, tipping. Two-horse race coming into the final round. In the box seat is JBB. He's on top with a score of 130. Uh, in second place, King Kong. Out there alone in second on 129. Oof. Then we've got to go back three... Oh, sorry, two points to Mrs. Whistle. Warmest, Benny89, East West Arabian Swamp Echidnas and Jangles. And then a point back to Kane, Nightmare and Matt. So... It's a two-horse race. JBB on top on 130. King Kong, second, 129. If you guys want to roll the fucking dice on this shit, mm. if someone wants, if, if JBB wants to pick his team and tell me, Ooh. and if King Kong wants to know what the opposite team is, so it's like an all or nothing, you know what I mean? Like, That's it's it. It, all or nothing for the grand final if you, you, know, you want to go opposite teams. I mean, obviously, JBB's like, fuck it, I'll pick the same teams. That motherfucker doesn't matter what happens because yeah, I can't it. lose. Yeah. But, but, and then, you know, what's to say he doesn't, Switch his thing, you know, and, and this, again, you know, this this is a flip of a coin grand final from a tipping point of view. Uh, yep, Fuck. so it's interesting. 
one game to go. We can get a tie. And also, you know how you got that sort of um that differential thing, like on the first game of the round, you put your tips in, and it's like how much is the team going to win by, and you got to pick a number of what the scoreline, yep. what the margin will be. That then goes into the amount that you're out on that margin that you pick each week becomes a tally that keeps going up. And so JBB's differential is 309. King Kong's is 320. So if King Kong was to successfully tip the game mm. and get close to the margin, he only has to overhaul 11 point difference. So, so can do it, but don't know. Just, who's the mind games? Who's JBB going to tip? Um, the mailbag, Matt Hammers. That our ABC Grandstand is by far the superior commentary team, especially when Andrew Moore, Matthew Elliott, and Luke Lewis are teamed together. They make rugby league enjoyable to listen to and don't hate the game like most of the old cunts on Nine and Fox. When you're la- when you're lumping people in with Nine and Fox, I'd also lump in uh, Triple M, the fucking garbage that they crap on with um, with you know that fucking Tosser Ganane and uh, that maroon dickhead, and you know with the and like, I think he has like you know guys like Wendell, and, you know offsiders, you know it's fucking. It's also bad. Jesus, you'd hate the Father's Day episode on that one. <sighs> yeah, and I hate and and like, I gotta say, like, yeah, even Vossi's fucking grinding on me sometimes this year. When I've, you know, not as much as Ganane. Ganane's Ganane's almost my worst now, I and mean, it's not just because he blocked me on Twitter. Can't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I don't even think he blocked me on Twitter. Like, I remember one day I was driving home from a fucking meeting or something, and for some reason I had Triple M on. And they had November rain on, and they fucking cut it at the end bit before the slash on the piano bit. And I'm like, and so I tweeted Triple M and said, you know, fucking how dare you cunts, fucking cutting cutting off the fucking that bit of song, blah blah. Next thing you know, Triple M NRL, Triple M Danganane, like fucking every Triple M network, yeah, okay. I'm blocked. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, worth it, cunts, fuck off. Um, so look, I agree. ABC Grandstand is a superior. I'll listen to ABC Grandstand over over everything um, when there's commentary involved. Mm. Um, and like you know, if I happen to be away, you know, if I'm driving or something, absolutely Grandstand is what I would have on in the car to listen to a game rather than uh, any of the alternatives. Michael says, um, "Is anyone else disappointed by the lack of gronking from Supergrover this year?" I'm just going to put it down to COVID and the fact he's been locked up for yeah. months and months and months. Yeah, that's it. Also. Origin didn't take place in the traditional mid-year period. So a lot of people kind of get their, have their limit of Super Grover gronking because of Origin. Yes. And so with that not happening and, you know, being moved to after the season. Yeah. Plus, know, that. you know, a lot of his gronk energy yeah. has been taken trying to fight the behemoth that is hashtag Eerie of Cleary. Which is another reason. Has he really been fighting it though? He know. has. Really? He's been actively trying to. I mean, I get him doing it this week. It. This week it's head to head, so I get it. No, he has been. Yeah. And so, when you take, when you take a hashtag that's so powerful that it wins Coach of the Year and takes the team that was fighting for the spoon last year to the grand final, and also nullifies a Gronk of the Year. Like only once before has a Gronk of the Year ever fallen. Well, not even from relevance, but into dead set fucking obscurity. But this time it was done by a hashtag to an actual decent human being. So. Ian said, historically, Ivan Cleary's teams have been dull, metronomic and lifeless. No better example than last year's Panthers. It only just managed to score 16 points per game, only slightly more potent than the Bulldogs' anemic attack. 
Enter Trent Barrett and the Panthers returning largely the same player group and knocking out 26 points and steamrolling all comers. Nathan looks far more complete and polished attacking player, something he couldn't achieve under the guidance of his own father. Blah, blah, blah. So, so he's trying to say that Trent Barrett deserves the credit for the clearies, for both clearies. I mean, he's used the plural there. Nathan's um, been very forthcoming in saying how great Barrett was. Yeah. So it's not no, a secret. At the same time, the Panthers aren't largely the same attacking group. Think of all of the young guys that they're fucking, who've yeah. either blossomed or, you know, into first graders or actually made their debut and looked like fucking kings. Yes. This season, yes, it's not exactly the same. You know, the same sort of thing. Trent Barrett. I mean, you, this is one example. The alternative is that oh, who fucking won the wooden spoon in twenty eighteen? Dogs. Was it dogs? Dogs or Titans? Dogs. Whoever it was, it was like Manly had to be like, fuck. Let's hope the dogs don't do this. You know, whatever the thing is. You know, because like it was close to getting a spoon with Trent Barrett at the helm. Then not with... Oh, no, la- 18 is Parramatta. Parramatta. Then with largely the same, like, and not largely the same fucking roster, the exactly the fucking same roster, mm. though one game from a grand, you know, one game from a grand final qualifier. That's more of a fucking reflection, I think, on the, on the difference. Because the thing here is Barrett, you got to remember, he's just a fucking guy in the booth. He's an assistant. Yeah. He doesn't have he doesn't have any responsibility to do like of anything. He's yeah. got a job and he does, and nothing nothing negative can come. I mean that that's all on fucking Ivan's shoulders. And these days as well, it's becoming much more like other professional sports, especially in America, where mm. where you have a head coach yeah. who then also compile a coaching staff. Yeah, yeah, and then they have people that look after. Um, forwards and backs and offensive plays and defensive structures yeah. and yeah so you know there's consultants that you bring in yeah like every team i think has some member of the fucking john's family that does something <laughs> yeah. for the club at some, some, at some point at some point in history yeah. yeah yeah exactly so like let's what i say Pen- about penrith that, unfortunately got the cunt from Silverchair. <laughs> <laughs> so what i so what i say what i say about trent is let's fucking see let's have this discussion again at the end of next year well, you know again because you've, you've also got at penrith a, a squad of young guys mm-hmm. who have that rarest of fucking rare qualities in not being self-absorbed millennial cunts. Mm. You know, you, you look at Brent Naden. Yep. Naden was dropped a couple of times. You know, he's gone out of the side this year. He's come back into it. Yep. And he is the the poster boy for whatever's best for the team. Yep. Just happy to be here. Yeah. You know? Holy fuck, I'm playing first grade footy. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Whereas you translate that to the Bulldogs and you've got everything from, you know, young kids that really don't have anyone showing them the way to go. Yep. To guys who have had their representative career and don't really understand where they fit in the yep. game anymore. Yeah. Um, who aren't all going to be as receptive to being taught new things or a new way of doing things. Yeah. So I don't, you know, why I'd love that, to see that, the Bulldogs that's, fail. That's the other thing you've just reminded me as well when you're talking about the young guys and everything. Hmm. I mean, Barrett had his year in charge of the the twenties. Yep, and they made yep. the, they went like grand final, grand final, missed finals, grand final, grand final. Guess what year was Trent's? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> like his head coaching career has been singularly unspectacular. Almost, almost to- like Anthony Seabold when you look at it. You just read all that shit in the paper when he was 
they like the Broncos. Like they actually did a deep dive on how good he was as a coach, and he had yeah. one good year with South. Yeah, that's right. It was a fucking good year. I mean, let's not yeah, you know, let, let's let's be real. But uh, it was. But also, his coaching masterstroke was don't play Robbie Farrer at hooker. Yeah. You know, oh. by that note, <laughs> I'm a fucking NRL super coach. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. Uh, Matthew says, uh, all the Dallium drama aside, it fills my heart with joy knowing that at some point in the season, a judge has likely taken points from Gutherson just for being a whiny little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan asks, does hashtag fuck the Broncos still apply to the women's team or do they deserve a free pass? No. No. Fuck Look, them as a staff record label and as a motherfucking crew. Simon, who do you think is going to cry the most after the grand final? Dad and Sperm, the prayer circle, or the Smiths and Yvonne. Say uh, that again. Who is going to cry the most after the grand final? Dad and Sperm. So I think that means Ivan and Nathan. Oh, okay. The prayer circle, of which the Panthers are a very prayer circle side. Or the Smiths and Yvonne. After their carry-on at Dallium night, I think it'll be the Dad and Sperm. Hashtag Teary Cleary. Yeah. I didn't watch the Dalians. Again, I don't know what are, are we at the to. stage now where we need to fucking make fun and belittle a man and his son showing emotion? They de- like I, I'm I'm almost certain that they kiss with like open mouth on the lips to this day. Is that another one of Sam Gordon's jokes you're stealing? I was I was kind of referring to Tom Great Tom Brady, but yeah, he put in the Facebook group. They kiss. I bet they kiss like the Bradys. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> we are a fucking singular mind. Sometimes it's fucking scary. Except I don't get banned from social media as much. I mean, I did get banned from Facebook that time, like about a day after he got banned from Facebook. But you know what I'm saying? Okay. I don't get banned from Twitter that much. Nady, my lady. Russ. That didn't what? really translate. I was trying to call you Millie Vanilli, but you know. What's that got to do with anything? I mean, yeah, I've, I, admittedly, I have had a, a career in music and I did make spectacular music as Millie Vanilli did. But uh, just stealing the material of an actually talented sound artist. Millie Vanilli didn't steal anything. Stole the fame and the bitches. Well, yeah, all that. But I mean, they were, they were, they were fucking gorgeous with their fucking ass length dreadlocks and shit. As, as you have now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I won't hear a fucking bad word about Millie Vanilli. That was a shit. Who cares if the two fucking sexy cunts didn't actually sing it? The songs existed and were real they, songs. They were, they were the Trent Barrett of the music industry. <laughs> Just sexy good blokes with no substance. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but like Penrith, the results are still on the fucking board. <laughs> um, Russ, will stepdad have to dress up as hashtag Yuri of Cleary or hashtag Muppet Babies on his Mad Monday? Well, I mean... Because of COVID, we don't have a fucking public holiday to have a Mad Monday this year. And let me tell you, it's going to fucking temper the celebrations on the grand final day somewhat. Yes. Um, Well, I mean, yeah, not tonight. You're dressed up as relatively normal fucking human being tonight. But there have been, what, let's let's say ballpark six times this year where you fucking turned up to my house in that fucking knee-length cardigan <laughs> that that cunt wore. Do, 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 do. Ah, <laughs> uh, James, finally. Has anyone stood out for Gronk of the Year? It feels like there has been a drop-off and more of us are vying for the MVP. 
and then he sent us a preliminary shortlist for the inaugural Madeline McCann medal. I'm not going to go into that right now because what we will start doing in the Facebook group initially anyway, as we did last year, we'll start broaching the shortlisting for things mm-hmm. um, as, as we wind down. Uh, so that'll start happening. Oh, fuck, I guess you know, any day now could be tomorrow. I'll, I'll get, you know, the crack out the list of categories so I can remember that shit again. And, uh, you know, you guys will have a, a say onto, you know, the shortlists. Yep. From which the final Twilly voting ballots will be constructed. I feel that this year it's just more popular to light candles instead of Curse of Darkness. When we lost the game for that couple of weeks. Yeah. I think it brought everyone together. Mm-hmm. And I think it meant that there's been less overall gronkiness. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have some so, contenders in my step mind. Step up, cunts. I have some contenders in my mind. Look, we, we're not going to have trouble finding a fucking winner. Believe me. No. But, yeah. And, you know, you want you want that, like, that clever gronkiness that actually makes you laugh rather than just being fucking annoying. Yes. That's the balance that needs to be struck. And, and a lot of people can't quite get that balance correct. But, uh, yeah. Shortlist coming soon. Probably staying. Let's say, you know, if I remember, we'll start on Monday after the grand final. As good as time as any. Yeah. And on that note, it's full time for 373. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League, our Facebook community, hashtag Twill Nation. Get in there. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. Uh, we also got our Facebook page on uh, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Get in there, hit the like button, share our shit around. Thank you. Do us a solid. And if you'd like to support the show, the easiest thing to do is just fucking tell a friend. You know, recruit people into listening. That's the first way. Um, but drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts to help the country don't know. And if you want to go the extra mile, digital membership still available. Can be picked up anytime for three ninety nine a month and uh, for free ninety nine. Yeah, and there's like what 30, 31, 32, 32 episodes in the can already there that you'll have access to. Also gives you access to the members' episodes basically every week. Mm-hmm. It's an ask us anything. Yes. So they've been footy related. They've been not footy related. Um, they've been personal stories that yep. we've told. Yep. They've been some fantastic fucking stories that the listenership have told. And can I tell the you, last couple have essentially turned into a true crime. And I can podcast. can I can I tell you, this week's members episode is the I'm trying to think of the the adjective, the popoist episode, with not one but two popo. Oh. Sending large stories and things. Dueling popos. Yeah, it's a, it's actually like it's it's. And given that I know where both of these guys are fucking stationed, yeah, it's like Fibros versus Silver Popos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can I take a guess and say that Eds is making it a- his first appearance yes, tonight? Fuck yes. Yeah. Oh, I've missed Eds. Glenn, Glenn's, Glenn's <laughs> like, aka Real Dad's doppelganger. Oh, fuck I'm, yeah. I mean, and and not fucking joking. If anyone was at the what twenty eighteen, it would have been. And again, he was fucking high on the list of cunts. I was. Sad not to see this year. I was like, sad not to see everybody. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. He had to work last year, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yep. missed him. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's the life of the popo. It is. But uh, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's that's what we're going to be recording straight after this. Oh. So, uh, yeah. Hurry up, finish this shit. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> see you next week. Later. 
Oh, and hey, this is one last minute addition to the show. We forgot to talk about the meetup on Sunday. We It's going to be low-key thing, obviously, COVID, um, et cetera, et cetera, fucking everything up for everybody. But we are going to be at the uh, Newstead Brewing Co., uh, which is on six, at 67 Castle Main Street, Milton, uh, to watch the big game. Uh, we'll be watching it there. We'll be there from, let's say, 3. So if you want to uh, come along, come along and uh, have a drink with us. Say hi. And, uh, you know, 2020 has absolutely screwed up our, our, gen, our usual large meetup. But this is something that, we, you know, this is something we can do. So, Newstead Brewing Co., 67 Castle Main Street, Milton. The Milton one, not the actual Newstead one. And we'll be there for about three on Grand Final Day on, on the Sunday. So, hopefully, Queensland guys, see you there. <laughs>